Hey everyone, welcome to Raging Gracefully 2.0 with me, your host, Annie Nylan. So Raging Gracefully first appeared as a column in 2012, and now it's leveled up to podcasts, which is really exciting. And we're going to take a shallow dive into a deep ocean of hilarious and heartfelt topics that just seem to bind women at the hip. You can expect satire, tongue-in-cheek social commentary, questionable advice, obscure musical references, life hacks, as well as fitness and wellness tips that just might fly in the face of what we're currently being force-fed. So I hope that whet your appetite. Welcome back to Raging Gracefully 2.0 with me, Annie Nyland. Hands down, the greatest thing about podcasts are they allow us to multitask while we're being entertained or learning something new. And it's a nice way to just forget about the world for a while, because when we listen to the news, we know it happens. Total buzzkill. And that's minimizing it. It's a big, bad world out there. So take cover whenever you can. This podcast is, it's a story, and I think storytelling is an art, not saying that I mastered it, but it's just, it's just nice to just lose yourself in a story. This is a story about a young couple. It's true. Of course, this story has been punctuated by overly clever statements in an attempt to be funny, which often falls short of the goal. But just go with it. Be kind, be benevolent, be open. So the title of this podcast or this little story is called Bread and Milk. No, no, let's change that. Bread and Wine. It's about a young couple. They So uh, it starts off there at their wedding. And they, they dance to Beyonce's um, Crazy in Love. That was their song. And uh, as we all know, that it's very trendy for young couples to enter the room and do this special song, a special dance. And we all clap politely. And sometimes they're really good. And sometimes they're cringy. But we love them. So it's all good. So they're dancing. And all of a sudden, they break out into twerking. And uh, there is nothing more amusing than white people trying to twerk. But they got a big round of applause anyway, because it was their day and people are inherently kind, especially after a few drinks. So they go home and they cannot stop watching themselves twerking. They watched that part of the video again and again and again. And it took the sting out of the fact that their big day was over and it's often anticlimactic. So in time, they managed to save a little money because they didn't go on a honeymoon. They said, let's divert those funds into something tangible. And it's just a smart, smart move. So they get this fixer upper, which we all know is code for money pit. And their youthful optimism was helped out by an occasional life preserver, economic one that is, thrown by their loving parents and grandma. And this helped keep their heads above water, but barely. 
Still, they were frugal, and they managed to save and scrape together some tiny molehills of money that they hoped would grow into mountains of money. We all know how that magically happens. She promised a hairdresser she'd return in the future when finances improved and went back to her roots by doing them herself. He untucked his shirt and stopped buying shirts online. So lying on a beach and not burning calories wasn't her idea of vacation. This is where they decided they were actually going to go on a vacation. Uh, So how could she justify second portions at the all-you-can-eat buffet? Besides, she was terrified of what the sun would do to her skin. And the only upside of ocean spray, it was the saving money on Bumble and Bumble's curling cream, which is salt water. Uh Uh-oh, there goes another endorsement. Well, well, she could no longer afford Bumble and Bumble. Not to mention she had heat rashes when she was in the sun and that annoying sand that always wound up where she wanted it least. So with those grains of martyrdom, she started Googling all-inclusive resorts that would make a husband who worked outside in freezing temperatures happy. Yep, he did work outside. He's a contractor, so it's cold out there. But she wanted a, a package that also had a lot of fascinating indoor activities, state-of-the-art gyms, and she was hoping for instructors who weren't bussing tables at night that were actually trained fitness instructors. But most importantly, what she was looking for was a price that was dirt cheap. And let's just say she was, she was there for a while. She had to refine her search many times. When she finally found a deal too good to be true, because it wasn't, she took a leap of faith and booked it, January 4th to January 11th. And it was the only vacation time their pit bosses would allow. So they already knew they were going to be off on that time. So this was green light, good to go. Meanwhile, he secretly investigated ski resorts that made him quiver. She often talked about her love of skiing and snowboarding, even though she'd never done either. He frowned when he thought of spending what little vacation time he had being cold, but smiled when he remembered how generous she was with her affections after Irish coffees, hot buttered rums, or bold wine, that she didn't have a ski resort, but that was her attempt to get ski resort ready. So he made sure to squash the memory of the night that she had all three, the Irish coffee, hot buttered rum, and the mulled wine. And it was after eating paella. And let's just say that wasn't a romantic evening. So brr, his hot wife loved cold weather. And she cozied up to winter like a teddy wearing bear under layers of plaid flannel. So yeah, what's better than that? Cozy pants. He spent so much time online searching for Colorado travel packages that she jokingly accused him of trolling the internet for porn sites. When he found a deal too good to be true, because it wasn't, and after deleting his history, just in case, he took a leap of faith and booked a vacation. January 4th to January 11th. So they both walked around with these Cheshire Cat smiles and couldn't wait till their anniversary for the unveiling. And that was December 16th, in case you're wondering. When the day came, they celebrated in style over dinner at a trendy restaurant, courtesy of a gift certificate from parents and grandma, grandma to the rescue, right before the dessert came with the price fix meal, plus an Irish coffee, which wasn't included, they handed each other an envelope. 
And they laughed at the coincidence and they said, okay, let's count to three and open them at the same time. Okay, one, two, three, surprise. Uh Uh-oh, January 4th to January 11th, they both booked vacations for the same day. Uh-oh. So she got all hot and bothered and she tended to throw F-bombs when she was hit with anything unexpected, which basically is every day of life. So the parents of the nice family at the table next to them, oh, they were scowling at her, but the kids thought her potty mouth was really funny. He just sat there and shook his head. Once it hit, they started laughing hysterically because it actually didn't hit yet. And when their fists started banging on the table, the waiter rushed over to the table and said, do you need to check, folks? So the comedy of errors amused them until they got into bed that night, all minty fresh and ready to tango. It takes two. So after she bolted upright and wailed, what the F-bomb do we do now? He sighed and he sat up with her. When he leaned in to kiss her, he faced off with one of her annoying decorative pillows. Ouch, the one with the buttons. So I guess shop was closed. They would sleep on it. He did. Of course, he fell asleep right away, as men are known to do, and she didn't. So the next day, in an attempt to deal with the situation with a failing sense of humor, they rocked, papered, and scissored in attempts to figure out which destination to go to. But the victor repeatedly gave up the spoils to the other. Okay, that's, that's a stiff way to say that, you know, they were each deferring to each other's wants, which is so sweet and so typical of newlyweds, I think. Mexican resort standoff on slippery slopes. I don't know what that means. She, she endured and finally won the battle, but lost her ground. When her beloved came in with cold like inflamed cheeks from being so cold and a frozen smile, ice crystals on his lashes. He works outside. It made her wince. No discussion. She told him, trying to keep her face straight, that she loved beaches. Sunny beaches with balmy breezes would be so much better than hot toddies in front of a roaring fire. So besides, she had bought a beautiful new rose-colored Hollister beanie, and um, she could wear that anywhere. She could wear that to the dog park. So hot weather, no worries, no problem, no greater love. So is this settled? Almost. So when he went to cancel the ski trip he booked, things went downhill fast. After reading the fine print of his too-good-to-be-true package, he came upon the words non-refundable, jumped right from the screen. Uh Uh-oh, he choked. When the love of his life walked in the room, you know, he, he jumped up to cover the screen. Oh, she was pissed. She turns on her heels. It's not porn, he whined to the back of a slam door. So when the dust settled and the roses from 7-Eleven, which are always so beautiful, eased tensions between the young couple, they faced the inevitable together. Checking the fine print on the travel package she arranged, there was also that those words, non-refundable. Oh, guys. The silence was deafening, broken only by a string of incredibly creative expletives. The roar of a thunder shook him and his hands instinctively covered his face. Non-refundable, non-refundable. Two words that deserved capital letters. So it's been said that the best lessons in life come on the heels of mistakes. Yep, I I think we could all agree with that. 
So they spent the next couple of weeks getting schooled and fighting in the schoolyard. Let's say things were a little tense with them. So January 4th rolls around, and that's the day they would have left for their delayed honeymoon at a ski resort with an ocean view. Well, what happened was the East Coast suffered the wrath of Storm Brody, a.k.a. the blizzard of 2018. Do you remember this? Okay, let's go with it. So instead of bread and milk, bread and wine. So they stock up and and nature delivered a staycation to their doorstep. So the decision to go anywhere was made for them. And there's nothing better than a staycation. And look for that in a future podcast. So they tucked in and binged on everything, everywhere, even the kitchen table. 38 weeks later, they welcomed a son. They named him Brody. But because he was born in a snowstorm, and they were such big fans of Game of Thrones, they named him, ready for it? You know where I'm going with this, Jon Snow. So that's the story. And if you think I bit off the gift of the Magi, you would be right. Have a great day, folks. And thanks for tuning in with me, Annie Nyland. This is Raging Gracefully 2.0. And I know you're going to like and subscribe. And I don't even really know what you're subscribing to. But join me again soon. Love talking to you. 